my beautiful friends. This is Rachel Archelaus, and thank you so much for coming to another episode of the Intuitive Art Show. We have a fabulous guest with us today, Michael Light. We're going to be talking to him about yeah, lots of things, um, 5D in business and um, moving across the world based on your intuition being um, from another place and living on earth and what it's like to be doing that. But mainly what he really focuses on in his business is how can, you know, CEOs and business leaders more openly use their intuition to make decisions. And today's drawing is on what happens when that occurs. So what happens when CEOs use their intuition openly in their business to make decisions so that's what we're going to look at with the drawing. Michael's done a drawing as well, so we're going to look at that. And then we're going to talk to him about his amazing life and work and uh, really get some juicy stuff in. I'm really excited about this conversation. So, Michael, do you want to go first with your drawing or should I? I'm happy to go first and I'm excited to be here with you, Rachel, and everyone watching. So, and I just want to clarify, when I say the word CEO, I mean anyone who is the leader of their own business, solopreneur, uh, wellpreneur, you know, entrepreneur, all those preneur <laughs> things that we call ourselves, or, and, and also CEOs at larger businesses. And um, so anyone that's leading in their business. Excellent. Yeah, we're also yeah. going to talk to him about this, what would it take framework, because that's really mm. helpful to get to that place of making a decision with your intuition. So, um, so Michael, why don't you show us your drawing and then we'll hear more about who you are. Here's the drawing. Whoop, we can get it right. I think we, we can't have the drawing and me at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so I see orange and I see a darker color on the bottom. Yeah, let's see if I can, I, I guess I can just about look in the mirror. <laughs> nice. There we go. Yeah, so there's some red, yellow, and orange. I mean, I had my eyes closed when I did this. I had the pens randomly arranged. Um, so, and uh, I think I am going to have to look at it the right way around to really get what's going on. For some reason, looking at it reversed doesn't quite do the same thing. But for me, in this particular drawing, in this moment, um, all these yellow squiggles are joy kind of flowing around the world. And then the, the kind of red dotty bits, that's kind of frustration and anger popping up and evaporating. And I'm not sure what the orange part means at the bottom, but there you go. It meant something to me when I drew it last week. <laughs> nice. So what does this mean um, to you overall? Well, what was interesting to me, I mean, I did get some intuitive messages. And I think the fresher it is, the more recently you've done these intuitive drawings, the, the stronger the stuff you get from them. So I got, not only did I get intuitive messages from it that, you know, this is going to help spread joy around the world, uh, which to me is really important because... So many business people, particularly CEOs or, or more traditional business people, are so focused on the profit and loss in the business, which is a good thing. You know, businesses need to make money. Um, but the ten they, we tend to forget about including the joy. And uh, I have an idea that's not fully formed, but just like we have a profit and loss where you analyze where all the money comes in and where it all goes out and how are you doing overall and how is each department doing and what have you. I want to see a, a, a joy, and I'm not quite sure what the other word is. Let's just use the placeholder word hate, joy and hate. So tasks I, I enjoy, tasks I hate. And what if we can measure that across our businesses and get a picture of where the joy is coming in, where it's leaking out, uh, and then be able to, to make changes in our business so that we don't have those leaks of joy that occur. Um, what a different world that would be if people were more focused on that in addition to, to the money. So, yeah. um, I probably make more money. <laughs> hmm? I, I didn't catch what you said there. They'd probably make more money. Oh, absolutely. You know, the, if you and your staff really enjoy what you're doing and you have that passion and you can share that with your clients and your vendors, 
um, the business definitely makes more money. And the flip side of that, when a business is like a drag and people are drained going to work, the business loses money. Eventually, the business goes out of business. If it does that for too long, it's sort of like a cancer on the business and the business kind of croaks. Um, but we, we don't want that to happen to anyone's business here. No. Um, but yeah, it's very important, I believe, right now that businesses are both money and joy. And to me, one of the keys to, to, to that is to be able to openly use our intuition because when we as a leader in our businesses use our intuition openly, first of all, it frees ourselves up to be more expressive of our intuitive voice. If we're keeping it secret and pretending it's naughty to use our intuition, we're kind of damping down that own creative voice and the muse within us because the intuition and the creative muse are really very closely related. And secondly, if, if we openly use our intuition, it inspires everyone around us. It inspires all our staff, all our clients, all our vendors, all our friends. Like, oh, she can use her intuition openly. So can I. She's doing well and having a joyful, abundant business. So can I. That's awesome. And, you know, that really does kind of sum up this drawing. Ooh. Because green for me is creativity. And this purple here, you know, it's making this spiral. And for me, that color means kind of like spiritual integration, like using your intuition just all the time without really thinking. But it looks like it's having that effect of, you know, reaching out beyond just that one instance of using it or beyond that one person. And then this here is kind of cool. This is like aligned action. So the aligned action with your intuition are having this effect of going across the spiral and reaching into the creativity. So that's pretty cool. Wow. Creativity and action aligned with your higher self. Yeah. Sounds like that fun. sounds, sounds fun, profitable, and, you know, far more likely to create business success than having actions that aren't aligned with our higher self. I think that's where I, I in the past and many other people gets hung up, right? We, we try. We think we're supposed to do business the right, you know, the right way, and it, it's kind of got this gray energy, and it's a drag. And then we don't want to do it, and then we wonder why we're procrastinating at getting stuff done in our business, not achieving our amazing, shining goals that we're here to achieve. So, how did this begin for you? What? How did you get this um, intention, and where did you learn to use your intuition? So. I think we all know how to use intuition when we're little children. And I, you know, I don't have that many conscious memories of when I was really little, but I do remember being joyful and running around and playing and having some weird visions and dreams and experiences. And I think I, you know, I, as pretty much everyone else, when we go to school, they tell you off for using your intuition, right? If you're taking a test in school or the teacher asks a question and your intuition gives you the answer, like you hear a voice in the head that says, oh yeah, the answer's Paris or the answer's 47 or whatever. And the teacher says, oh, well, very good, little Johnny. You got the answer right. Uh, how did you know that? And then you say, oh, I heard a voice in my head. What's the teacher going to say? You know, you're cheating. Mm. That, you know? Yeah. So we're trained not to use our intuition. So I woke I woke mine back up about uh, about seventeen years ago, and for for me, I had several occurrences in my life. I had a minor car accident, and I got some physiotherapy. And when the physiotherapy ran out, I started getting massage, and the, the masseuse was very assertive, and he was very skilled. But he's like, you know, I, I don't want you to keep coming back and paying me money. You need to do something to look after yourself as well. So he told me to go take some yoga classes. And at the time, I was pretty ticked off. And I was like, rah, rah. I just want you to fix me. But I went to yoga. I really enjoyed it. And I think that helped to start wake up my awareness and intuition. Uh, I did regular yoga, uh, you know, Astanga yoga. I did um, Kundalini yoga. And that's the yoga I got into. And about eight or nine years later, I did Kundalini yoga teacher training. And that was another kind of yet even more acceleration to open up my consciousness and awareness. So many different steps. 
uh, in my life. I'm sure my higher self was kind of uh, pulling in these experiences. It probably pulled in the car accident so I could have, you know, this growth curve occur. Um, so, you know, around seven years ago, after I did this teacher training, um, I started getting this intuitive message, go to the Andes. And I was living in Maryland at the time, and I had done for 21 years. And I didn't know why I was supposed to go there, what I was supposed to do, how I would live there. I didn't speak Spanish. You know, my ego was having a field day about, <laughs> you know, we don't know why you're doing this. This is terrible. Very bad idea. And, but I continued to ask my friends and everyone I met, I said, I'm having this intuition. And, you know, sometimes they would tell me useful things like they'd been there. Or, and I met this person whose family lived in the Andes in La Paz, Bolivia. And she said, oh, you can come stay with my family. I'm moving back there from the States. Uh, come stay for a few weeks and, you know, I'll help you figure things out. So with incredible trepidation, I, I bought the plane ticket. I was very afraid, didn't want to get on the plane, had a kind of nervous plane flight. But as soon as I arrived, I was like, wow, the energy here feels so much different. I was living near the Washington, D.C. area, which if you've ever visited, has a pretty heavy energy. And I just felt so much lighter. And, and at the time, prior to this move, I was working from home. You know, I'd had a shift in my business. I'd had to let go of all my employees. I had to, you know, apologize to the landlord that I couldn't afford the rent because this was after the 2008 financial crisis. My business wasn't doing so great. Uh, in retrospect, maybe my higher self had rearrange that to happen too. So I was freed up to be able to make this shift. Um, and then, you know, I, I just really enjoyed being in the, in Latin America and traveling around. And uh, about seven months later, uh, I visited Cusco, Peru and for a workshop there, which for those of you who, who don't know, La Paz and Cusco are, you know, pretty close together. And I decided to relocate to Cusco because there were more spiritual people in a concentrated place here, more yogis, more people exploring their spirituality. Um, and I, I often regard Cusco as a little bit like the Bermuda Triangle in that people come here and then they never leave, you know, <laughs> uh, or they circle around and come back. Uh, and I've seen, you know, I, I didn't know I was going to be staying here six years. So, um, it's very interesting, but it, it has a very high energy that tends to bring things up for people, either sickness or, you know, emotional stuff to be healed. And uh, some people really love it. And other people just like, I have to leave here immediately. This is far too much. So it's a very interesting place to live. Very cool. Yeah, I hear similar things about Hawaii and Sedona, where mm. like all of your stuff is going to come up to deal with and mm -hmm. if you don't like it you gotta leave <laughs> yeah leave or die you know mm -hmm. one or the other personally i think leaving is better than dying but you know whichever way you need to move your uh, body from the position <laughs> yeah and you know speaking of dying so many you know in the last year i've just noticed so many people just die for no reason you know they suddenly get some sickness and and die after a few weeks or they have an accident and die um, it, and I think it's just like, you know, the world is upgrading the consciousness of the whole planet is increasing and we either need to, to upgrade, uh, or we suffer through all the kind of, you know, these quotes, opportunities or challenges being shown to us by our higher self. Um, and I think a lot of people experience that, you know, they get very challenged by, health issues or relationships or the political system or job challenges. Um, and my personal view is that this is because the planet is upgrading and like we were all like babies asleep and, you know, our higher self said, okay, we're going to shake the cradle a bit to wake these babies up. And we can either experience that as incredible challenge or we can see it as an incredible opportunity and, and wake wake up yeah yeah it's like some people are going with it and doing the work as it happens and and not being too attached to their baggage but some people are 
really freaking out and holding on to the baggage as, as tightly as they can. And that's, what's going to make it harder. Um, you just did a webinar this week on, you know, upgrading your, your business and yourself to 5d so that you can do this, you know, ascend as we're ascending in real time and, and not experience so much of that turbulence. Can you explain to us a little bit about what 5D in business looks like and why we would want to pay attention and do this work? Well, 5D is a higher state of consciousness. And it's, you know, 3D is the three compass, you know, the three directions, forward, left, right, uh, up, down, forward and back, you know, so. Um, And 4D would be adding time onto that. And then 5D is outside of time. So it's the experience many of us have had that, you know, it's possible to be a spiritual being and to be outside of time and do magical shifts in our reality. So it's one of the levels of that. And, you know, there are many other dimensions beyond 5D as well. So, but this is a dimension to be at. And I'm using it as a shorthand for a higher state of vibration. So if you look at, for example, the Hawkins scale, which goes from zero to a thousand that Dr. Hawkins created, um, where zero is basically dead, you know, and 20 is shame and 30 is guilt and 150 is pride. And, you know, you get 500, which is love, which is where uh, at that point on that vibrational scale, it gets easier to manifest. Once you get your vibration to the level of love, it's easier. But beyond love, you, you know, you have uh, grace and peace and gratitude, which are at even higher levels. Uh, And then it goes off into enlightenment. So, when you're in 5D, you're at those higher levels. It's much easier to create things in your life. And I think, you know, we've all seen that. When we have a high vibration, coincidences just happen. The right person appears. You know, when we're thinking about attracting ideal clients, someone just contacts us, you know, or, you know, I use this question that we'll talk about a bit later, what will it take? You know, and I might ask, what will it take to attract ideal clients to my business this week? And for me, I immediately get intuitive messages. Oh, I need to do this or do that. And whether they're practical things like, oh, I need to send out an email to my old clients or whether it's something that doesn't seem to make sense, like, oh, I really need to go to this particular cafe at lunch and I don't know why. And then I go there and I meet someone. I either strike a conversation up with a stranger or uh, I meet an old friend and it suddenly leads to an ideal client coming to me which wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gone there. So when you have a high vibration, these things happen. So that's for you individually, right? It's good to have a high vibration. And part of that's what you were talking about earlier, letting go of your baggage, because the more baggage you have weighing you down, the harder it is to have a high vibration. Not impossible, but harder. So good idea to clean up all the crap in your life all the crap in your past lives, all the crap in your ancestor lines, all the crap that you're holding in your body, all in, you know, in your cells, your chakras, your meridians, you know, everything you can think of that's part of you. And part of our reality is our business. So it's equally important that we clean up the crap in our business. You know, all the, you think of your business right now. There are probably areas that bring you joy and there are probably areas that are drag if you're like normal entrepreneurs and the areas that are joy, let's make them more joyful. The areas that are a drag, let's be conscious. Let's add in light and love to them uh, as an energetic way to clean up that part of the business. Let's all take 3d action. You know, I mean, are you okay sharing an area of your business that brings you joy and one that drags you down? Yeah. In fact, I just did this exercise a couple of days ago. I like to do it every once Woo. in a while. Um, let's see. So a part that brings me joy is teaching. Mm. And so with your question, how can I make this more fun or how can I make this more joyful? That's awesome. And then a part that I don't like. And, I, and I'd actually ask the question, what would it take to make it more joyful? Mm. And I'll talk a bit later about why those words are real important versus how, but let's use that phrase for now. I like that. It really that. makes a difference. Yes. 
So, well, oh, I like that because I can immediately see because we get stuck on the how. The how is not really our job. What would it take is a much better framework for getting a mm-hmm. clear answer and not getting stopped in our head. So, Yay. yeah. So the, the, the teaching brings you joy and you can work on adding light to that and having it bring you even more joy and maybe expanding the amount of energy, focus and time you spend on teaching because it brings you joy. So why wouldn't you do more of it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And focusing in on, on the kind of teaching that brings me joy too, because the more we can get into distinction, probably the better, because there are things that I have taught that I don't have find joyful anymore. So, yeah. yeah. So the more consciousness, I mean, when I say pouring light into it, that's visualizing light coming from above and below into it and that's one of the techniques i teach i call it tlc which you know as you probably know stands for tender loving care but i also make it mean to the light connect and you know for an individual i mean taking our energy up above and bringing light from above and bringing light from mother earth below and and i don't know if it's okay to do this exercise with you and all the audience or if that's not a good idea yeah, no, i love interaction yeah yeah, so let's let's all do that because then we'll enjoy this episode so much more. And plus, I'll have shared a really cool tool that you can do every day in your business to make your business so much more shiny and bright, so much more profitable, and for you to be so much more fun to be around for all your clients and staff and vendors. So it's just totally transformative. It only takes 30 seconds to do once you practice it a few times. I'm going to do it a little bit slower just so you can follow the steps. But, Perfect. Um, so both feet on the ground, so you're more grounded. I, I always have that tendency to have feet off the ground. <laughs> yeah, I like to sit Indian style all the time. Yeah. And then eyes closed and take your consciousness up a few thousand miles and feel the truth, light, and love of your higher self, your true self, and bring that light down through the top of your head, through your head, through your throat, your shoulders, your heart, your stomach through your abdomen, through your hips, legs, and feet, and take it down, down, down to the center of the earth. And then feel the unconditional love, support, and acceptance of Mother Earth and bring that energy back up through your feet, your legs, your hips, your abdomen, stomach, heart, shoulders, neck, head, and top of your head. So now you have light coming from above and below at the same time. And now expand the light out at your heart from both these sources, as big as the room you're in, as big as the building, as big as the city across the country, as big as the planet, as big as the solar system, as big as the galaxy and as big as the universe. So I did that pretty slow to walk you through it, but you can do it in like two breaths. You can, you know, breathe in, go up, go down, breathe out, go down, breathe in, go up, you know, take the energy back up and uh, breathe out, expand out. So you could do that anytime. I mean, I'd recommend doing it at least once a day, but you could do it throughout the day and anytime. First of all, let's just check in how we feel having done this. Very good. Very balanced. I like that you take the light from both places. I definitely feel more relaxed as well. And I do feel more expanded. And how do you feel when you think about connecting to your creativity or intuition? Excited. Yeah. Easier to connect. And Imagine you were interacting with clients or staff members or vendors or whatever. How would that be from this space of being connected to the light? Good. Yeah. Effortless. How, how about if you just had a little business problem pop up? How would you feel about dealing with it? I think it would make it easier to go there first. You know, mm-hmm. go to intuition first or remember a different yeah. tool first. Yeah. 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 So just imagine if you were able to be like this throughout your day in your business and what a difference it would make to your joy, your radiance, your profitability, 
and how much you could spread your message in the world. Because I think all of us come to spread a message in the world. That, that's, I mean, we call these things businesses, but really we're here to shine our light and help other people and get paid for doing it. Yeah, exactly. So just imagine you're coming from this place of connection to the light and you're shining your light. It's going to shine so much brighter. You're going to be able to help so many more people from this position. So give us more info on what would it take? Because now people have a good tool for being in a connected space. And so then say they do find a task in their day that they realize, okay, their energy is starting to go down or they get a little concerned. Like it's, this is not really what I want to be doing right now. So now they're in prime position to go to what would it take? How do they use that? And why is it better? So first of all, if, if you're having a challenge, you know, maybe you've got a client who's late paying you or you've got a person who works for you, who's, you, you know, not doing what you want or, or whatever the challenge is. Um, first thing I would do is connect to the light because just think about a, a big challenge you had in your business recently. Can you, would you be okay doing that? Yes. I, um, and, and updated a plugin in my WordPress site and, and it didn't work. And so that was a challenge. <gasps> oh my goodness. <laughs> and how, how did you feel? I felt frustrated because I paid for something that wasn't cooperating with my technology. Okay. And, and really get back into how that felt on that day. So, yeah. And I felt like I didn't want to deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. And how, how was your, you know, how was your energy then? You know, were you expanded? Were you contracted? Was your body relaxed, tense? No, it was tense. And I I felt a flash of anger. Mm -hmm. So I was definitely contracted. And what, do you feel you were, you, you're connected to the light when you're contracted like that? Well, it's interesting because I, I feel contracted, but I also have that part of me that's like smiling about it because it's kind of fun to be mad once in a while. So mm. I, I guess... That's a great skill, Rachel. Yeah, it's, it's fun. <laughs> I love feeling upset sometimes. Um, well, these days it's because it's such a novelty. It feels good to be human like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't necessarily help me if I stay there. So I did not know. I did not feel light and expanded like I was totally connected to the light. And, and now, now let's imagine for everyone, you know, you've got a business problem and you do that connect to the light first. And then we use the what would it take tool. So first of all, connecting the light, you see, we see far more possibilities. We're far more lighthearted. I love how you just have that sense of humor about your own upsets and emotions and not be too attached to them. You know, they're, they're called emotions for a reason because they're energy in motion. Uh, but if we try and damp them down and control our emotions, they don't move. And then we're, you know, stuck with that energy. That's how baggage gets created. You know, when we talked about having emotional baggage, that's where we had something happen in our life. And instead of letting the energy move and just laughing about it and letting it move on, we kind of stuffed it into a bag and threw it behind us and tried to ignore it. That's a great visual. I've never really thought about it like that, how we don't let emotions move through and out of our body and we stuff it in. It's kind of like we could see the like layers of baggage filling up from the inside out. That's great. Yeah. Well, and if you're psychic and you look at yourself or you look at other people, you actually can see those psychic objects where they've, they've taken energy and they've kind of wrapped it up into a ball and stuffed it into some part of their body. Um, often we stuff it behind us because that's, you know, humans are very forward facing. So we tend to ignore the stuff behind us. So often you'll find baggage behind people or under their feet but also people stick it into organs. And, and if you have any health challenges and you have a particular organ, organ or body part that has problems, it's highly likely you pick that as the area to dump your baggage. Very cool. And if you, and a common example of this, some people have extra body fat in, you know, and 
that is often related to where baggage has been put. It, it can also be related to protecting your energy from other people. Mm. But if you do your uh, cleaning up your baggage and you learn how to protect your energy, that body fat will just disappear without having to change your diet or anything. I love that. It, it's amazing. Anyway, back to, to business and the what would it take? <laughs> I could go off on 17 tangents. Yeah, one. it's easy to do. Well, yes, it is. So when you've got a business problem, first thing I would do is connect to light, just so you can be more expansive and feel peaceful and, and lighthearted about it, which is a much easier place to create solutions from. And, and it's also much easier for other people to be around you when you're having that business problem. Yeah, if you, if you think back not to last week with your WordPress thing, but like go back a few years when you were less enlightened and less high vibration, probably when you had a business problem, you were no fun to be around. Probably not. Um, I know. Well, I, was. I definitely remember having these conversations with my boyfriend where I'd tell him about a problem I was having and I didn't even want to hear any feedback or solutions. So it's probably pushing people away for sure. Yeah, which doesn't help. You know, one of the ways to solve problems is to be inspired to get help from other people. Yeah. So by having a high vibration, it makes it so much easier to get help from other people. It makes it more fun for you and for them. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the what would it take? You just have the problem. Now, usually what we do in business when we have a problem, what do we do, right? We focus on the problem. We worry about the problem. Some of us come from families and traditions that say that you know they equate worrying with love i don't know if you've had a family like that or or you know of traditions uh, yeah a lot of people have that growing up where like they only get love when there's something wrong or they're sick and um or they're going away and their parents are like oh be careful i i thought what you're kind of saying yeah yeah, I mean, the stereotype here would be the Italian mother worrying over her children or, yeah. or the Chinese mother or the Jewish mother. In fact, you know, this is a common... And it's also in, in the morphic field of motherhood. You know, if you, you, you look at the belief systems people take on when they decide to be a mother, worrying about your children is a common belief that people think you're supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's incredibly common. Um, and we tend to do that in our businesses. You know, we have a problem. We think we're supposed to worry about it. But that doesn't help solve the problem. It just makes us feel bad. So instead, whenever I notice I'm worrying, I flip to a what would it take question. So if I have a problem, you know, you say your problem was the WordPress plugin wasn't working. Was that yeah. it? So I would just put, ask what would it take for this WordPress plugin to work. So I take the problem and I, I flip it around and ask, what would it take? And it's different from asking, how can I get this plugin to work? Because mm-hmm. as soon as I ask how, I'm like, well, I don't know how. How could I do that? And now I'm focused on all the steps to get it to work, which I may or may not know, but I'm back to worrying. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I ask, what would it take? That is far more open and expansive. It doesn't even need me to solve it. I, I could have someone, I might be inspired to ask Mary Jane to solve it, who is good at WordPress. I might be inspired to restart the server or reinstall WordPress and maybe that'll fix the plugin. You know, I, I could have all kinds of inspired actions that come from asking what would it take, that come from my intuition. Very cool. In a, yeah, so it's very cool. It's a way, I think of what would it take, it, it's sort of like, you know when you go to Google and type a question and Google come and starts coming, but it starts searching the whole of the internet and comes back with answers. When you, we ask what would it take of ourselves, it's like we're asking our own intuition search engine to find answers for us. And they may come from our conscious mind, but they may come from angels. They may come from God. They may come you know, from other dimensions or our ancestors or our creative muse, you know, they could come in many different ways. And they also may come in the third dimension. They may come from suddenly you see something you hadn't noticed before on the internet or your friend emails you and it reminds you of something or, 
or, or whatever the thing is, or that thing earlier where I said, what would it take to attract ideal clients? And I was inspired to go to a certain cafe and I met someone who introduced me to an ideal client. So it, it opens things up. So that's how, what would it take? You can view it from a rational level, from a, you know, a 3D level. Um, also, it is a spiritual tool. When I ask, what will it take to solve this WordPress problem? You know, we're living in this 3D reality, but really we are powerful spiritual beings with a body on this planet in a slice of time. But this is only one aspect of ourselves. And this WordPress plugin plugin that's not working is just part of the Maya, part of the illusion of the reality that you're creating in this movie of your life. And you know, just like, you know, you probably saw that Matrix movie, you know, where they kind of saw the reality and it dissolved into all these greens, ones and zeros because it was all, not, you know, a, a created reality. Well, our reality is like that. You know, we create it through our spiritual light and through the beliefs that we carry in the baggage that we have around us. So that WordPress plugin problem, yes, it was a practical problem on a computer, right? But also, it was something in your baggage and reality field that was projecting that into your, your reality. Maybe so you could experience it. Maybe so you could get a message from your higher self. Yeah? Yeah. For months uh, now, my higher self's been telling me to outsource my um, website upkeep. And so oh. yeah, that's why it keeps breaking on me when I try to do it. So, well, yeah. Definitely, there's a message there, and everything's a communication, yeah. right? Because everything not- can be a, a a message or an experience. I, I think not everything is a message. It's easy when we're spiritual to, to try and treat everything as a message, and sometimes they're just experiences we want to have. Because we're creating everything, so mm-hmm. you know everything is telling us something. It doesn't, you know, we don't have to sit there and analyze it um, yeah. for sure. But yeah. Like, this is all us. <laughs> so coming back, when you ask, what, what would it take to solve this WordPress plugin not working? Or what would it take for this WordPress plugin to work? That's an even more powerful version of that question, right? Because you don't have to solve it. Right. It, you, by asking that question, you're putting consciousness and you're throwing light into that part of your reality field that is having that problem. And just the very act of asking it and throwing light there can solve the problem without you having to change anything. Yeah. You know, that's, that can be really amazing. So those two aspects of what would take, you get inspired things from your intuition. Your rational mind may come up with things too. You know, I don't have anything against the rational mind. It's just a tool, as is the intuition just a tool. You know, just use what's useful. Um. But what would it take is you can learn it in 30 seconds. I hope everyone here has now already learned it. And if you remember to use it whenever you have something you want to achieve in your business or you have a problem or you ha- you're worrying and you flip the worry into what would it take or you flip the problem into a what would it take, you will be blown away by how easy and joyful your business can be. And that is my mission, that everyone's business on the planet, every business leader openly uses their intuition. They use tools like Connect with Light. They use what would it take? And they share those with the people around them. And that we all have an easy and joyful business. Because, mm-hmm. And that's the selfish reason for doing this, right? You know, I think everyone can get on board with, I, I'd be happy to earn more money and have more joy doing it. Yeah. Um, sure. And there's also a group reason for wanting to do this shift. Just imagine if every business leader, entrepreneur, CEO on the planet was openly using their intuition. First of all, they wouldn't make dumbass decisions. Yeah. <laughs> you know how some business leaders have made decisions where they hurt their employees or they hurt their customers or they hurt the planet. Yeah. Or, or they commit outright fraud, you know? Um, I really don't believe people would do that if they were checking in with their intuition. And looking at, hey, will this decision bring me joy and profit? Look at both of those dimensions. So for the people thinking to themselves, okay, this sounds amazing. I love using my intuition and I want 
to experience more ease and abundance, but they're still maybe not understanding how your intuition can lead to more money. Is there something that you can address that with? Because I know that's kind of a stretch for people who aren't used to thinking that way. They'll think, okay, I'll feel more spiritually connected. I'll feel happier. But what about the money? Because I need to pay my bills. Now, notice what happened to your energy when you started that discussion. Are you still as expanded as you were earlier? No, especially over here. Yeah. So you could directly throw, look at your own body. You could visualize your body as a copy and work on releasing that bit of energy you're holding on that side of your head. Um, also, I don't know if you noticed this, but you subconsciously started scratching your neck when you spoke about money. Yeah. So many people who are in healing or creative businesses where we use our intuition in a past life, you may well have been using your healing abilities and selling them for money. Great thing to do, you know, help other people heal, do some magic, make some potions, get paid. Yeah. Um, and then there was that little genocide that happened, uh, you know, about 400 years ago called the Spanish inquisition or, you know, had other names in the witch hunt, you know, all those witch trials. And what happened to people who did healing for money? They were killed. First of all, they were killed. They might've been tortured and killed. They might've been killed and then tortured. <laughs> <laughs> they learned the ones who, you know, they learned to, to keep secret that they could use their psychic skills and intuition to make money. They learned it was dangerous to have these abilities and make money. And we still have that in our societal morphic field, our belief system, that it is bad, wrong, dangerous to use your intuition and make money from it. It is bad, wrong, and dangerous to use your creativity and make money from it. Bad things will happen, even if you don't consciously think you're going to get burned at the stake, because that doesn't happen too much these days. But still, there's that like uneasiness. But if you can clear that out, which you can using, you know, these kind of tools or other tools, you know, for healing things, and clear it from your energy system and all your past lives, all your ancestor lines, all your cellular memory, then you won't have any difficulty doing both intuition and money i mean money is only energy it's no big deal yeah i love this so there's so many people waking up right now and realizing this and realizing they're the creators of their life and realizing that they have so much more power than they ever thought and i love your tools for helping them step into that and and really live that way so is there anything else that you feel excited about right now about exploring more um, other than that framework you were telling us about that's forming for you with the bringing more joy and um, transforming the things that don't bring you joy? Anything else going on with you that you want to talk about? Well, let, let me just go back to that. You know, I just did a webinar on how we can live in the fifth dimension and be effective in the third dimension mm. and how we can apply that to our business. And, you know, we talked about upgrading ourselves by connecting to light and clearing baggage. And I wrote a book called, called intuitive, it's currently called intuitive leadership mastery. I may be flipping with the title later because I've got some intuition that I need to adjust the title, but um, that has about 15 tools in it for doing things. So the connecting to the light and what would it take are two tools out of that. And even if you just use those two tools, you would so change your business. If you did those, remember, the key is what would it take for you to remember to use those in your business, particularly when a problem or a challenge turns up? Because it's so easy to flip back to old patterns. Yeah, so, remembering you know, it's like, it's, is definitely the hardest part. Um, yeah, it's like it's like stopping smoking, right? I, you know, I, I haven't smoked, but I know friends who have, and it's quite hard to stop. And part of the issue is you have these cues, right? You know, when you're getting when you're worried, you want to reach for a cigarette, 
Similarly, in our business, when we have a challenge come up, we immediately reach for, oh, I need to worry about it. Oh, I need to really obsess about it. Oh, I'm supposed to feel bad because I have a challenge. Instead of reaching for a new, healthier tool, like these these ones or, or whichever one other ones you you like, you know, it could be the for you maybe dancing around for five minutes to some great music is a way to get good energy. Great, do that, you know, or, or whatever works for you. Maybe for you, praying to your angels is a way to get inspiration. It, it doesn't matter what tool you use. The important thing is we do something to to shift what we're doing. So. Upgrading our own energy is important, but also our business is an entity. Yeah, it has a spirit, and it has good energy and not so good energy. So you can do this upgrading and cleaning and raise the vibration of your business. Tonight we talked about areas that are joyful in your business and areas you hate. Hey, let's get rid of that heavy energy. You know, if you don't like bookkeeping then what would it take for you to feel joyful about the bookkeeping in your business and see what inspiration comes to you? Maybe that's you get rid of beliefs you have that bookkeeping is boring or tedious or that it's dangerous to do bookkeeping or that healing and creative people don't touch money so they mustn't touch bookkeeping or whatever the crazy stuff going on that's causing that negative energy because there's nothing wrong with bookkeeping. It's just another aspect of the business. I mean, it's just like our, there's nothing wrong with any part of the human body, right? We, we tend to label different parts of the human body as being good and bad, but really all parts are beautiful and filled with light. So the same with our business. Every part of the business can be beautiful if we have clean out the baggage that we put there. You know, often we have accidents in our business and we end up with scars in the business. Like maybe, for example you've hired someone in the past for your business and they didn't work out. So now you have a, a scar around hiring people and you have, you feel heavy when you think about hiring someone uh, or, you know, maybe you had a bad experience paying taxes one time and, and now you have heaviness around doing your tax return or whatever the area is. Those are two common areas, but it could be any area. It could be teaching. You know, for you, you get joy from teaching, but for someone else, they may be terrified of teaching. Yeah. Because they had some bad experience in school where they were made to stand up in front of class and, and they hate having attention on them. But if you clear that baggage, you can be neutral to that area of your business and can bring joy. Now, you still may consciously decide, hey, I don't want to do the bookkeeping. I'm going to hire a bookkeeper. Yeah. I'm yeah, but that's taking care of it, right? That's just that's taking care of it. Do, do both, right? Clear your own baggage around that area in the business. Raise the light in your business. Just see all areas of your business being sparkly and filled with light and radiating and working well and smoothly. And do any what would it take. So you need, you know, what would it take for the bookkeeping to run smoothly in my business and to be joyful for me? Maybe that is hiring a bookkeeper and they just give you a monthly song and dance report showing you how well the business is going you'd have to get a special bookkeeper to be able to give you a song and dance report instead of one of those excel <laughs> spreadsheets but they could yeah if you find one let us know I, I they if they're not out there now if they were you know i'm sure that could exist why you know you're the boss when you hire a bookkeeper and there are bookkeepers who like to sing and dance who says they have to provide your monthly report as a boring spreadsheet if spreadsheets are boring for you they, they could give you the spreadsheet, but then they give you a, like an impromptu performance that shows this is the different areas. And, you know, here's the happy area. Here's the sad area. And I don't know. I just made that up, but I thought it'd be kind of fun. <laughs> it would be. It would be great marketing too. Definitely be Absolutely. able to stand out in your business if you did that. Yes, because, you know, we can do, we are infinite beings with a body in a slice of time on a planet. And we can create this any way we want. And just because for the last hundred or so years, business has said it has to be done this way, does not mean it has to be done this way forever. Yeah. This is a time of incredible change, incredible opportunity. And the opposite of that word opportunity is chaos, which sometimes people take negatively. But, you know, chaos can be challenging. Chaos can be an opportunity. But we really do live in a, in a time where technology and social structures and organization, how people organize their businesses and politics are all changing incredibly rapidly. I mean, you've, you may have heard of that idea of the technological singularity 
where the technology just gets so, you know, it's going up, the technology curve's just going up and up and up, and it kind of goes vertical. But that's not just happening in technology, that's happening in every area of human experience. And that's why we need to access our intuition, because you can't just use your rational mind when everything's changing so fast and it's all chaotic. You've got to use your intuition to navigate if you want to be successful. Yeah. So I think I lost my train of thought there. I, I was saying not just upgrade ourselves, but upgrade our businesses, upgrade everything in our reality, because then it will work so much easier. And then the other aspect that I picked up recently is that it's no good just upgrading. You've got to still be able to operate in 3D. And that's something a lot, I think you and I and many other people who are have strong spiritual abilities sometimes are challenged by, right? We're great dealing at higher dimensions and cleaning up baggage and what have you. But when it comes to paying the bills on time and dealing with the books and you know, all those kind of things. It's like, oh God, do we have to deal with this crap? <laughs> do I have to feed my body every day in order for it to work well? What's this sleep thing that humans do? It's like a little tedious. You know, a lot of these 3D things can be challenging. So I think it's in, given that we're incarnated in a 3D body on a 3D planet stuck in time, right? It's probably helpful, not necessary, just helpful that we are effective in doing things in 3D as well as being able to do wonderful, magical, spiritual shifts as well. So I, I, that's what I did in this webinar last week and the recordings on my YouTube channel, which is Intuitive Leadership Mastery. Yeah, and um, I'll definitely link it on the show notes for anybody listening. Yeah, and so we did a lot of work clearing blocks we have in order, you know, in, in being okay, having high vibration and being effective in 3D. Because I would say about 80% of humans really don't like having bodies and having to deal with all this stuff, you know? It's like, why do I have to fill out all this paperwork and go to this office and get this stamped and do this? Or why do I have to put this plug in? And why doesn't it work? Why can't I just go and magic? Website's perfect. Yeah. Haven't you ever wanted that? I have, but for most of my life, I've definitely enjoyed being physical, even if it has oh. been unfamiliar for sure. Yes. Well, good. Yeah. If you can find the joy in living here, because it is such a fleeting time, um, then it definitely helps. But yeah, it's, it's very easy to just float off and, and do things up in the higher dimensions for sure. Yeah. And, and that makes it harder to get our life purpose achieved. You know, most of us want to shine our light in some way or another. We want to affect some change, you know, for everyone. And if we're not effective for doing things in 3D, sure, you can just sit and meditate and get whatever it is to manifest, whatever change you're here. Like you're here to get people to use art intuitively in their businesses, as I understand it, if, I, if I've got that idea right. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Right. So you could just sit in a room and like go, um, um, I want the whole world to change to use art intuitively. Right. And that might, if you were really powerful spiritual being, I'm sure that would happen. Yeah. Coincidences would happen. Things would happen. Or you can, you know, do whatever practical things, go out and speak or write books or give webinars or record podcasts or, you know, whatever it is you do to affect your change in the world and take 3D things. Now, that doesn't mean they have to be a struggle, right? So many of us learn that business is supposed to be a struggle. It was supposed to be hard work, right? It's not true at all. It can be totally easy and graceful and things just click into place and everything's fun and joyful and you get all the effect and change you want. Yeah. Um, and that would be an example of living from your higher spiritual self and being effective in the world. And this brings me to a good point that I want to close on. And that is, we don't always have that ease at first when we're following those intuitive nudges. So it's easy to get the information sometimes, but then it's harder to play it out. Like for me, when I began teaching, I was terrified. It was awful. I would shake, I would have notes and I would only look down. I wouldn't even look at the people I was talking to. I was terrified of me, me too. <laughs> yeah. Of like guiding a meditation. I just, I was so afraid of people having to really fixate on my voice. And, but I knew that that was 
really going to work out for me if I just kept showing up and kept doing it. So, and like you, you were afraid to get on the plane and, um, and go. I've been afraid of a lot of things. Yeah. So, but as that famous book says, right, feel the fear and do it anyway. Exactly. Or feel the fear, clear the baggage and do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So what can you have leave us with about that, about the fact that maybe sometimes following our intuition isn't going to feel so smooth, but is it worth it anyway? Absolutely, it is worth it. And we are a choice every moment in our existence. We can choose to hear the messages from our intuition and act on them, or we can choose to ignore them. You know, we all have free will. So I, I think the path of listening to those messages and, and facing the fears and overcoming them. And, you know, one acronym I've heard that you probably know too is that fear, F-E-A-R, stands for false evidence appearing real. It's not real. It's a shadow. And I, I've had that experience many times. I mean, I'm not talking about when we were cavemen and women, right? And there was a saber-toothed tiger going to gobble us up. You know, that's real fear that you might want to pay attention to. But let's face it, most of the fears, you know, your fear around teaching or having your voice heard, I don't think you were going to be cooked and turned into dinner by no. the audience. Yeah. So there's really, the, the risk is uh, to our ego that our ego might not enjoy it. But growth typically happens when we're uncomfortable. So getting out of the comfort zone every day helps us grow quicker. And facing our fears and taking action. And for, you know, if our intuition says go to the cafe and we have no clue why we are going there, yeah, still follow the intuition. Um, it is very powerful. And it is there. If you're listening to your intuition now, it is important you listen to your intuition and not other people's spirits. You know, a lot of us are empathetic and it's easy to pick up other people's energy. So you need to check, hey, is this really coming from my higher self or is it coming from other people? That's very common, okay? Particularly in, in healers or artistic people who are often very empathic and pick up energy easily. And secondly, you want to make sure if you're getting guidance from like angels or guides, you're the one in charge, right? You don't have, if you don't like the angels or guides, file a lot of them and hire some new ones. Yeah. yeah you don't have to listen to the guidance. No Particularly, <laughs> yeah, no one is above you. And, you know, the, and I always check is, are these guides of high, you know, do they have vibration of love or higher? Because sometimes we get guidance from ghosts or other lower entity beings who are, don't have our best interests at heart. You know, they're there. And that, if you look at someone who has an addiction, like a, an alcohol problem or drug addiction or food addiction or whatever it is, very often they have an entity who get the entity gets energy from having drama and drugs and all kinds of wacky stuff go on. So they like kind of nudge the person on to do whatever it is. I mean, if you, I think most people have had some kind of addiction. Yeah. Not you know, when I say addiction, I'm including like addiction to Facebook or, you know, and, you know, we, I think we've all had the experience that consciously we don't want to do that behavior, but we just have, you know, this part of us that's like, yeah, I've got to do it. And I'm just trying to say that often that is not our spirit. It is some other entity that is attached to us. And if you clean those off regularly and set up clear boundaries that they can't come in, and as you ascend to the light, you see, one of the problems with ghosts is that they, they didn't go to the light. They were afraid. They felt they were bad people, so they didn't go to the light, and they hung around, right? And they, they kind of keep all those self-loathing and negative thoughts. And when we, as spiritual people, raise our vibration, they can get confused and think we are the light, yeah, instead of just being a local source of light, and they get attracted to us. And I've had that where, like, hundreds of ghosts just, you know, when I was raising my vibration, all these ghosts would keep coming to me, and I'd be like, go to the light, you bastards. You know? Yeah. You become like a beacon to these energies. Yes. They just see you from, you know, miles away. Um, yeah. And if you have poor boundaries and you're not clear that they can't come in and suck on your energy, you're just going to get drained. So, you know, anyway, I don't want to go off totally on that tangent, but I think it is important for people to realize that most people do carry entities either inside them or on them. 
and that if you clean those off, it makes an enormous difference. And that often controls that kind of fear-based addictive behavior. It may not even be you doing that. And when we say listen to your intuition, you really want to be clear it's your higher self and not coming from other directions. And I, I did want to add, I know you asked me for one thing, but I do have one <laughs> other thing. Yeah. Um, many of us, um, when we connect to the light from above and below to the earth, that feels wonderful. I just, let's just do that again real quick. Go up, take conscious light down through you, down through your legs, take the energy of love of the earth up and expand your heart out as big as the universe. Okay, and notice how that feels, right? For me, it feels expansive for good. Now I'm going to ask you to do something, and I just want you to follow it without understanding what it is or how. It's, it's something good, so, you know. So as well as being connected to the earth below, connect your home planet from below. So you're connected from above and below, and you've expanded out, but from below you're connected to the Earth and your home planet. And notice how that feels. Now, for about 80% of people, that actually feels different than just connecting to the Earth. And it makes doing things in on this planet so much easier because now you feel at home, whereas before you were from another planet in another galaxy, and things are just weird here, right? Yes, they so, certainly are. So did, did that feel different for you when you connected to your home planet? Yeah, and it's interesting because I am I am in another life on another planet and I've connected with that life before and it did it instantly. I started crying. It felt like, oh my God, where have you been all my life? Now I feel, you know, at peace. And, and it made a huge difference and connecting with it now definitely did. But I also pull from a lot of other places in this lifetime. So I connected with all those too. And it felt really awesome. Oh, I love that. But And I just want to say for you and everyone else, just imagine if you did that daily in your business, that you felt at peace and at home because you connected to the light and your home planet. And then just think how easy everything would be in your business. Yeah, I think that could help a ton of people. I never really thought to do that before especially since a lot of my audience are, they are from other places and they're feeling like they can't express their true selves because it's too weird here and nobody will get them. But I think the more we pull from these experiences and these energies, the more comfortable they'll feel actually expressing themselves because that's what we're here to do. You know, we're here to be weird if that's what we're feeling called to be. So that's great. Yeah. Be our true selves because that's part of brightly shining our light. And if, if we constrict ourselves, that, that kind of contracts our energy. It's hard to shine your light when you're contracting yourself and covering part of yourself up. And not everyone is going to like my true self. So what? The right people will. Yeah. And if you work on releasing your own judgments about yourself, then you'll find far less resistance in your world. Um, so you won't have to really deal with or worry about that, you know? Mm-hmm. You're such a wise woman. Why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been great having you on. I'm, I'm going to let you go soon because I know you have another, uh, you have a class to teach. Um, yes, I'm teaching a yoga class. What fun. Um, yeah, but we'll definitely have to have you back because I know there's more we can talk about. Um, we could go into I, yes. so many other topics, but thank you so I, much. And, and tell us where we can connect with you and what would you like our viewers to look at first or is our priority? Do you want them to read your book or watch your webinar? Where should, where should I, I would, I mean, my current website, and I'm sure I'll leave that URL up even if I re, rename, rebrand. Uh, is intuitiveleadershipmastery.com. And if you can sign up on my email list, you will get some free tools and instructions, more details on that what would it take tool. Uh, you can find a video on how to TLC to, to the Light Connect on there. You can find my podcast, blog, whatever calls to you on there. And that's probably the easiest way. You can find all my social media things, which are typically Abundant Michael. So those are the typical handles you can find me under. 
And um, I think you're going to put a link to that uh, shifting you, you and your business to 5D while being effective in 3D. So if you're cool to that, you're welcome to check that out. So awesome. those are some of the ways to connect. And, and if you feel called to message me, I'd be delighted for to hear from anyone uh, who was affected by this. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Michael. And until next time, lots and lots of love. Yay. Ciao. <laughs> Bye, everybody. I'll see you on the next episode of the Intuitive Art Show. Thank you so much for watching. If you're new to Intuitive Art and you've never done it with me, go to intuitiveartacademy.com for your free class. You'll learn how to have a conversation with your higher self in three easy steps. That's intuitiveartacademy.com. And if you're already a pro or you've done the free class and you want to learn more about creating abundance from your purpose, go to workyourpurpose.com and you'll watch a free video series all about what it takes to create a purposeful income from doing what you love. All right, enjoy, and I will see you later. Bye-bye.